Welcome to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. This is where you get nutrition, health, fitness, performance, all packaged together perfectly in a bite-sized podcast to help educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. Today we are talking about the gut, and primarily gut dysfunction, or IBS, gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, heartburn. I had a listener that asked me a question about this, how to address gut problems, uh, so I wanted to kind of put together a whole episode just on the gut and how do we think about the gut? How do we think about the root causes of these gut problems? Just some quick stats for you. IBS can affect up to 25 to 45 million Americans per year. Okay, Irritable bowel syndrome. We're going to talk about what that is. Uh, why is that such a common acronym, IBS, that's th- thrown around? Now, of that 20 to 45 million people in the U.S., two-thirds of that, 66%, are female. Why do females struggle more with gut problems than men? Okay, 80% of IBS patients also suffer with anxiety and depression. Almost all of them. Think about that for a second. Nearly 11% of Americans use antacids daily. Staggering, okay? That's like 40 million people a day that are taking Zantac or taking some kind of over-the-counter antacid drug. 16% of Americans struggle with constipation on and off, okay? We have to take out the trash, folks. If you let trash build up in your house, is there going to be a problem? Absolutely. If you let trash build up in your body, is there going to be a problem? Absolutely. We have to be going number two on a regular basis. So anyways, clearly there's an issue. Okay, could it be the food system? Yes. Could it be all of our stress? Absolutely. Could it be the pharmaceutical industry's fault? Yeah, maybe. Or could it be all three? Well, just like usual, the answer usually lies somewhere in the middle of all three of those things. So today, let's quickly break down the major complaints of the gut and also their possible root causes, all right? So first, let's go with the like the big, most common complaint is gas and bloating, all right? Gas and bloating is, you have to understand what this is first, right? Why am I producing gas or I'm fermenting something inside of me? And that's producing the gas that is either bloating me or causing flatulence or making me uncomfortable, right? So what is actually happening? Well, if anybody has ever brewed beer or brewed kombucha or wine or anything, you know that that fermentation process of the yeast or bacteria causes gas to rise. And if you don't uh, let that gas out, the container will explode at some point, right? So our bodies are no different. Uh, When we eat something, it could be bacteria, it could be yeast, it could be fungus, it could be parasites. These things are consuming uh, the things that we're eating alongside us, right? And that's causing methane or hydrogen gas production. And that can either lead to gas in the form of flatulence or the bloated feeling and things like that. So primarily, as soon as I hear someone struggles with gas and bloating, 
I'm, I'm thinking we have a, a yeast overgrowth or a bacterial overgrowth or possibly even a parasitic overgrowth of some kind, okay? Uh, the other complaint could just be uh, lack of digestive juices. So in other words, we're going to talk more about this later, but fight or flight versus rest and digest. Uh, the more you are in fight or flight, the less rest and digest juices you're producing. So our digestive tract produces um, digestive juices. Why I can't speak. Um, stomach acid, pancreatic enzyme, bile production. These are all produced in a rest and digest state. They are not produced in a fight or flight state. And this makes sense. If you're running from a wild animal for your life, your body says, we don't need digestive juices. We're going to turn that system off and we're going to make sure that all blood flow and all energy goes to our muscles and our skeletal system so that we can live and survive and get away from this. Well, modern stress is no different. Okay. So we have to learn how to be uh, deactivated into rest and digest so that we have proper stomach acid, pancreatic enzyme, and bile production. Now, let's talk about heartburn for a second. I did a whole podcast on this a while back, so you can go back and find that. I can't right offhand remember what episode it is, but simply put, heartburn is esophageal dysfunction, lack of stomach acid, or too much acid. And you may be thinking, wait, he just said lack of stomach acid. That's correct. Um, think about this for a second. Our stomach is very, very acidic. Okay, the when we put food inside the stomach, um, the stomach produces stomach acid to break down the, the very most intense process of that food so that we can slide it into the digestive tract at a more broken down state. That's why if you eat a piece of steak, chew it up real good, swallow it, that acid is what breaks it down. Okay. Now, if your stomach is doesn't have enough juices, like we just talked about, you're, you're going to have lack of stomach acid. Well, the esophageal sphincter, this little sphincter in the esophagus, it, if the stomach is not acidic enough, it, that sphincter won't close and will stay open. And therefore, digestive juices can splash up and give you the feeling of heartburn, especially if you're laying down or reclining, something of that nature. So that's a clear sign to me if you have heartburn right after a meal and you're reclining, we have some esophageal sphincter dysfunction. And there's some ways that you can address that. Magnesium is one. Um, obviously, increasing your stomach acid production, whether it's in the form of supplementation through betaine HCL, which is a supplement, or you can make sure and work on your stomach acid production. You can drink like hot lemon water before your meal or apple cider vinegar something that stimulates acid production right before the meal. And oftentimes it will address this heartburn problem. Now, what about constipation and diarrhea? Uh, these are some of the major causes or complaints of IBS. And constipation can be a really a difficult one. Um, oftentimes it's accompanied in women with low thyroid, uh, sluggish liver and gallbladder uh, function. Uh, low stomach acid, which we just talked about. And then, of course, it also can be a symptom of um, microbiome dysfunction, too much bacteria, too much yeast, or a possible parasite. Okay. Um, oftentimes, diarrhea, it can also be SIBO as well, like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So again, it's a bacterial overgrowth problem. Uh, but oftentimes I find that it's more associated uh, with leaky gut and nervous system dysfunction. And Think about it this way. If, if your intestinal lining is leaky, 
or it has big holes in your intestinal lining and you eat food, um, that whole food particles gets into the gut. And when whole food particles gets into the gut, the body says, whoa, we've got a toxic invader here. We've got to get this out of the gut. Let's flood water this area and completely dump the GI tract. So if, the, if anybody's listening out there and you've ever had the problem of like, man, I eat something and immediately I go to the bathroom and it's not even digested and I see it in the toilet, that's a huge red flag to me that you're dealing with a leaky gut problem. We need to address that. And there's ways we're going to talk about here in a second that we can address that. But going back to constipation, I see constipation more likely in women with low motility and low energy and sluggish liver and gallbladder, sluggish thyroid. Everything starts to slow down and including your bowel motility. Okay, so um, constipation is usually something that needs to be addressed in the form of first we need stomach acid. We need to probably do some liver gallbladder cleansing and support the liver and gallbladder, uh, support the thyroid. And then we also need to make sure that they don't have a yeast, bacterial, or parasitic infection or overgrowth. Okay, so I know this is kind of getting really complicated, but here's the thing. All four of these things, gas and bloating, constipation, heartburn, diarrhea, these are all like blanketed in IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, okay? And doctors will often diagnose people with IBS, but really like... If I go into a doctor and I have any one of these problems and they say, well, you just have IBS, you, I'm going to diagnose you with IBS. Is that supposed to make me feel better? I already knew coming in here that I had irritable bowels or that I had uh, digestive dysfunction. I don't need a diagnosis. What I need to know is what's the root cause of this and what, is, what, is, uh, what am I doing in my lifestyle that's causing this to happen so that I cannot do that anymore so the problem will go away. In most people and over coaching clients over the last 10 years, you know, and most people I can tell you it's one of these three or four things, too much stress combined with too much junk food, combined with a lack of microbiome cleansing, or in other words, we don't give the gut any cleaning ever, um, and things start to get overgrown, and that's the major problem. So too much stress with a combination of bad food and junk food with a combination of we're not cleansing the gut, okay? So that's commonly, and that those are like the first three things that we'll address with my clients is like, hey, we gotta get you to de-stress, we gotta get more whole food, plant-based approach. Uh, doesn't mean you're vegan or anything like that. When I say plant-based, it just means anti-inflammatory nutrition, more like paleo-based than anything. And then we need to cleanse the microbiome. We need to give the microbiome a break from all the junk food, the starchy carbs, the things that have caused it to become overgrown, okay? And we need to support the, support the digestive juices that are possibly lacking, like stomach acid, pancreatic enzyme, and bile production, okay? We haven't even, trust, we haven't even touched on the gallbladder and its importance and how people are just removing the gallbladder willy-nilly without putting much thought into it as if this is some sort of useless organ that we can just throw out of the body and that God didn't create it for us to have in a really good function, right? So how do we support the liver gallbladder? I should probably do a whole podcast just on that because I could literally go for another 20 minutes just talking about that topic. But for sake of time, let's stick to the, stick to my notes here, okay? Let's first, I wanna add, before I talk about treatments, 
we have to understand that these are both lifestyle and supplemental, okay? And all I ask is that if you get anything out of these treatments that I'm about to explain to you, if you're out there and you're, you found this podcast and you're suffering with something like gas and bloating and you just can't figure it out, all I ask is that at the end of this podcast, you're like, hey, he gave me a good nugget that I'm going to work with. Please leave me a review on the podcast podcast player you're listening to. Leave me a review on Google under Muscles and Veggies Fitness. Helps people find my personal training. And use Thorn Supplements, uh, the link that I also have attached to this podcast as well. That helps support the show. So let's talk about, let's talk about for one thing, addressing your stress. You got to address your stress. So fight or flight versus rest and digest. Um, we talked about stress in episode number 43, all the, the major root causes of stress, why I think we're multitasking way too much. If you haven't listened to episode 43, give it a listen. It definitely will give you a whole insight in fight or flight versus rest and digest. But we have to address the stress first and foremost, or I promise you, you will only get so much relief with your gut if you don't address the stress. Number two, especially in terms of gas and bloating and SIBO, constipation, diarrhea type problems, we have to decrease carbs and fiber for a while. Okay, so think about this for a second. When, the, when we say prebiotic fiber, that means prebiotic or not probiotic, that's the actual bacteria, but prebiotic is what feeds the probiotic and makes it grow and proliferate. So if we're going to decrease prebiotic fiber, that means all fiber, fiber from vegetables, even the good stuff, fruits, I mean, grains, everything. We just have to go on like a low fiber diet for a while. Guess what that does? It starves the bacteria that's in your gut. This is the cleansing process that goes on. So like, you know, you've heard people talk about like fasting and bone broth fasting and all these different cleansing. The reason why people get such benefit from that half the time is because they're just decreasing the amount of microbial load that they have in the body by stopping eating so much fiber and carbohydrates because it's not just fiber, but it's also the starchy carbs as well, sugar in, in particular. So just decreasing carbs and fiber for a while and see if the problem gets better. If you notice it gets better within three or four days of like going on a low fiber diet, which just by the way, like I've done this with a couple people and a really easy way to do that is like ground hamburger meat, spices is fine, herbs is fine, but stick to like bone broth, ground ground hamburger meat or ground chicken and rice. Rice is very like a low uh, fiber food that swells when you soak up all the bone broth in it. And I don't think that it's, it's like one that will really exacerbate um, bacterial overgrowth. Okay. So that's like a great way to try it for like three or four days. I know it's going to suck, but it's really boring. But I've, if you get benefit from that and you're like, man, I'm having no gas, no bloating, no, you know, my constipation's even better or whatever. That's a really good sign that we need to decrease overall microbial load. Another thing you can do while you're doing that is take berberine. Berberine has been shown in many, many studies to decrease microbial load in the GI tract. Uh, berberine is also really good for your blood sugar. It's got lots of benefits. I use berberine from Thorn. Thorn makes an awesome berberine supplement. 
Um, and I use that in combination with what's called organ grapefruit. Organ grapefruit and berberine are like the two best things for any type of SIBO uh, type overgrowth. And you may not heard a lot about these two supplements, or maybe you have, but most people focus on like olive leaf extract, caprylic acid, you know, coconut oil. Um, people will talk about oregano and, you know, all these different things, garlic, and those things are great. They all have their place, but these are the two that have moved the needle the most for me and my clients, berberine and organ grapefruit. You can get the berberine off of thorn and then find an organ grapefruit supplement uh, at your local health food store or something like that. Don't buy it off Amazon, whatever you do. And then of course, fasting, which we just talked about, that's the best way to get your gut to rest and to decrease microbial load. There's also a product that I use, uh, no affiliation with, um, but I use this quite a bit. It's called Gut Right, and it's from ATP Science. They're out of Australia. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a combination of polyphenols and different um, botanicals that they use that really cleanses the gut nicely. Uh, it, it tastes horrible, but gut right. You do this for 10 days, three times a day, mixed with a low carbohydrate diet or a low fiber diet, and it works phenomenal to reset the gut, uh, cleanse the gut, and to kind of give you a starting point with like, whoa, I have not, hear me out for a second. This is one of those products like the berberine, the organ grapefruit, the gut right, I've used this with clients and I have not had one person yet come back to me and say, man, my digestion didn't get any better. It's still the same from all these things. Everybody came back and said, my digestion is way better. Okay, so I, that's why I use these three tools. Um, now, if you're dealing with leaky gut, um, there's a product Thorn makes called Entero Mend. And Entero Mend is a blend of aloe vera, um, and L-glutamine. And these are two things that soothe the gut lining, but also rebuild the gut lining. So the amino acid L-glutamine rebuilds it, aloe vera soothes it. It's a good tasting supplement as well. It's a good drink to have. Um, and it has to be in combination with stress management. You can't take a gut healing um, supplement and then at the same time, not be focused on stress management because that's the biggest key is you have to deal with the stress that's causing the leaky gut, okay? So these, these treatments um, or these tools that you can use, basically, these are what I've found that address the gut problems the most. And you may be thinking, man, is that it? Like I've listened to five other podcasts and they talk about all these in-depth, low FODMAP diets and this and that and these supplements and those supplements and that. Listen, I've done all that stuff over the years. It, it all has its place, but this is just really simple. We're going to decrease fiber, decrease carbs. Um, we're going to add in a, just a few select supplements that are specific, like the berberine, the organ grape root, and that gut right product. And I promise you, I promise you, you will feel better on the gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation front. Now, if it's a leaky gut thing and it's that kind of diarrhea, you have to address the, the stress management. And you have to, again, decrease microbial load, possible parasitic infection. I, could, I should probably do a whole podcast just on parasitic infections and how to address those. How do you know if you have them? So that's coming in the future. If you have any questions over any of this material, uh, please reach out to me. Send me a message. And listen, I give everybody 25% off of Thorn products. Um, 
as a client of mine. So if you're a listener, I consider you a client if you're listening to my advice. So all you have to do is shoot me your email. Say, hey, Zach, I want to join the email list and get 25% off. And I'll include you on my client invite list. And then you don't even have to put in a code or anything. You just log into Thorn and boom, 25% off the entire store every time you log in. Uh, but again, this is your reminder. If you got anything out of this, uh, please leave me a review either on Google Places at Muscles and Veggies Fitness or on the podcast player you're listening to this on. Uh, thank you for spending the last 20 minutes with me. If you have any questions about gut dysfunction, please reach out to me if there's something I missed or didn't cover. Until next time, this is Zach with Muscles and Veggies Fitness.